Lately, everyone been talking crazy. Feel like everybody's got some to say. They misinterpreted my good intentions and expected I was just gonna step away. If there's a heart that pumps and there's a breath to take, then I won't bite my tongue as long as I'm awake and they don't have the guts to make a dumb mistake. I'd rather crash a car than never touch the brakes. I- All right, everybody, welcome to the first episode of The Last Stand. This is Sean. And I'm Ben. And tonight, we're just gonna be talking about whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Try to go over some. Some local news, some federal news, just whatever comes up in the conversation. Um, this is the last stand. We are here to try to help. Um, I don't know what's the right way to say it. Radicalize everybody. Yeah, radicalize everybody. Get it, get people involved in local elections and local politics because everybody tries to transcend to federal, and that's where everything gets messed up. Yeah. So if we can stop them where they start, right, we should be able to make a difference in the long run. For sure. So we'll definitely be focusing more on our local news and local politics so that we can hopefully make those changes here, right here in Utah. And by making those changes, hopefully that branches out into federal government and even into surrounding states so that we can make a big difference that way. Um, As you noticed on our logo, we've got a couple things going on there. One of the ones, the symbol that's on there is called... is a Viking symbol for creating your own reality. And I think that's pretty important that we focus on that. And we we are the ones that make our own reality. We're Absolutely. Gonna, we can't expect everybody else to do anything for us. So that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast and want to get it out there and, and let everybody know. And neither one of us know what we're doing yet, so we've got some bourbon along with us to help, <laughs> help out. Yes. <laughs> loosen, loosen us up a little bit. <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and just start local then start with our let's start uh, really local what's been going on at parker where you're working oh my i don't even know if i want to get into this honestly it's been driving me crazy i uh opened up that can of worms as you know a little while ago with the esg right esg and i cannot tell you how packed full of esg parker is i mean unbelievably they actually started a new newsletter in my air quotes there that's called the sustainability Uh, environmental sustainability sustainability, newsletter yeah Yeah, when i saw that up on the wall i was like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) and it's all about what can you do to make your you and your house more energy efficient? What can you do to? Oh, really? So now they're go, they're oh, yeah. going straight for the oh, uh, yeah. for the personal yes. ESG scores. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, and, they were getting uh, bad when when I left, and I remember when you and I were talking about it, and they just hired a uh, uh, what was it? Uh, diversity. diversity and inclusion <laughs> diversity and inclusion manager. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we need. And then they also, so in this last round of hiring, they hired a new EHS, so the Environmental Health and Safety. Really? Slash ESG. So straight up? Just straight, straight up said up. Yeah, EHS slash ESG. So this person has been hired to really? focus on ESG, <clears throat> EHS. And it's funny because the second volume of this newsletter that they put out recently, they actually showed... So they're talking about reducing plastic, right? Okay. And because it's Halloween season, they're like, how about we recycle all of your um, costumes? So we're going to set up some bins that will be available November 1st. So bring in all your costumes and we'll recycle them. So, I mean, 
somewhat of a worthy cause. Let's give them right. to pe- to less needy or more needy people, right, right. so they have something. But it was like we want to help reduce the plastic garbage from yeah. all of these costumes because it's like twelve million pounds and. And all I could think as I'm reading this BS is, and how much plastic does Parker throw away constantly? Constantly. <clears throat> constantly on a constant basis. Is, yep. Yeah. It's, it's, everything's packaged in plastic in that. Absolutely. You know? So <clears throat> I was just like. Absolutely. They, they had so much, their, their EDM, their EDM uh, uh, wire machines when I was working over there. Oh, yeah. Just big, huge, giant bins of this uh, copper wire. Right. And I remember asking them, this is before their ESG thing right. had come in, and I started catching on to that. And, uh, and just to kind of reiterate, so we want to talk lo- local and national. Well, right. this is national that affects local because uh, Sean works there now, and <laughs> I did work there. <clears throat> but right. they had these big bins of this copper wire. Right. And I was like, do we recycle that? And they're like, nope, they just chuck it in the trash. Right? You can walk by, and it looks like uh, 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 Rapunzel's hair. Right, you can walk by them and see these things. It's just huge, huge, huge wires, and they're only good as they're running through to cut apart. Right for machining, and then they just chuck it. And I'm like, dude, that's metal, right? I mean, I mean, I'm not exactly an environmentalist, but <laughs> I mean, you could reuse that somewhere, somewhere. along the line, right? And yeah. They're just chucking it forever. I had no idea. I yeah. really thought they were recycling. Nope, they're nope. putting it in bins that they're say recycle. It, oh, are they? Well, they might be now. They <laughs> weren't. They now. weren't when I was there. It was just, it was just a freaking big mess. It got wheeled out into the dock and thrown in the dumpster. Man, yeah. I, had I was like, no what idea. are y'all doing with this stuff? That I did not know. Yeah. So yeah, Parker. But, you know, when uh, when I was working there with you, I remember bringing it up and uh, taking screenshots of things and <laughs> circling <laughs> them and sending to you. I was like, Parker's deep into this ESG thing, oh, man. They are. And if y'all think that's not coming for you, it is. And everybody needs to be paying attention to that. Seriously. For real. And the and just to go one little more step beyond that, too, because it kind of goes into the social even, because it's here. You, they're trying to get Utah as well, is that looking into it a little bit more, finding out that um, Parker's 401k is heavy into BlackRock. BlackRock, yeah. And so I moved all my money out of my out of that. Yep. And as soon as I found out, I was like, yeah. "No, take it out." Yeah. So I started putting it into that. So Strive. Strive. Their, yep. their drill. Strive. Um, uh, yeah. ETF. Strive. Uh, EFT. Yeah. Asset. EFT. Asset manager. Yeah. How's that uh, doing right now? When it, when it started, it was like was it like was twenty it, bucks a share or something like that. Yeah, and I think the last time I looked, anyway, it was at like twenty four, twenty six. All right. But it. I think it's been falling, but that's just because right. everything's falling. Right everything's going to so. go up and down. Well, my, yeah, it's... my industry with, uh, well, actually, b- before that, uh, my dad is retired, and uh, my his, his wife is retired, and they've got these investments, and they were just out here visiting me recently. And the more I learn about all of these uh, investment asset managers, uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, uh, I'm like panicking for my dad. I was like, I don't want you out living your money. Right? right. I've already got one set of freaking in-laws living with me. I can't afford two. So <laughs> you're going to figure this out on your own. So, uh, it kind of begged and pleaded with him. And I, the last one I sent him was, uh, the attorney general of Louisiana had, uh, had divested, uh, let's see, it was $550 million from, from uh, BlackRock, BlackRock. And it's going to be up to, I think it's like, $750 million and that's all retirement funds. Right. And I finally, I found that article and sent it to my dad and he read it and he said, yeah, I, I checked with our, our asset, our uh, financial advisor and we're not in BlackRock. Oh, good. I'm like, all right, good. That's kind of, <laughs> I mean, you may still end up out living your money, but at least it won't be an right. egregious 
overlook on your part. Right. And well, and the most important thing and this, again, comes back down to the local level and how it affects Utah is that BlackRock is literally they went to Exxon Mobil, So Exxon and bought like it's upwards, I think, of like 20 percent of their shares. Yep. So they're the main holder. Yeah, of they're, they're the main vote. And they put they got in three people on the board of directors who are environmentalists. Mm hmm. Why do we have environmentalists that are sitting on a board for oil yeah. or drilling? Right. And they're I'm all about being environmentally friendly. I work I work I in the oil industry now. If you go out to one of the things that people don't understand about oil is they think that it's it's dirty. It's not. It's really not. Every now and then I get dirty, right? right. But as as far as the operation itself, it's beautiful, clean. Right. It's, it's 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 completely self-contained. If there is some sort of catastrophic spill, say for some odd reason, lightning strikes a well right. and blows this tank out, it is it will all be contained right. within itself. It's got right. berms and everything will be there, so they'll come out and they'll clean out the dirt and this and that. So they're already environmentally conscious as far as that goes, but the things that they, that they put on there, uh, the regulations, I'll give you one. <clears throat> so in the oil industry, you have to have a product line and a vapor line because it used to be you just open the hatch and you let it go out, and all the natural gas blows out. Right. And if you're paying a lot for natural gas, uh, you should know right now that that's a bunch of crap because we have so much of it that we're flaring it off. They so literally, much. they, they, it comes right. out. It sounds like a jet engine. Yeah. Anyway, so it's one of those stupid laws where I gotta hook this hose up in order to let all of the uh, vapors recycle from one tank to another. However, I have to go do what's called an API standard buying of the oil, which means I have to test it, which means I have to open the lid. Right. So all of that stuff that I captured, as soon as I open the lid, <laughs> right out in the air. And usually right in my face when it does. Right. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So those are those are things. I, th I don't know if that's... I'm pretty sure it's federal because I do it in North Dakota and Montana as well. But right. um, it's, it's... I don't understand why states allow these things to happen from the federal government. Uh, I want to know... I want to know what our governors can do as far as the Tenth Amendment goes when anything comes along from the federal government and just say, we're not doing that because I know they've got the authority to do it via the Tenth Amendment, right? right. There's, there's going to be a fight and things like that. And it's, it's going to take a few states stepping up and saying, okay, we'll take on that cost in order to prove our point. And then finally, after a few cases are won, right. the federal government should just have to back down when they say, no, nah, we're doing the Tenth Amendment, we're not doing that. Right. For instance, let's say uh, this this state wakes up in a nightmare and I'm the governor. <laughs> I would be moving every industry that I could to Utah. Right. And I would be doing it under the guise of the Tenth Amendment. So I'd have auto manufacturers here. I'd have tech, tech. well, we've already got tech here, but I'd have everything that I could here and saying all those regulations that you deal with through the federal government somewhere else, come to Utah and you want to deal with it. Because right. I'm waving the Tenth Amendment at them and they can piss off. Right. At least that's the idea. I don't know how legal that is. I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll look into it. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's different stipulations and things like that. Right. But um, as we continue on with with our little podcast here, I want everybody to know that my whole premise will be attacking from the right. Right. That's where I'm coming from. The left. The leftist uh, dumbasses are going to do what leftist dumbasses do. <laughs> so I'm coming after the people on the right that say they're for right. us. Exactly. For instance, Mitt Romney. Oh. I've got his Liberty score pulled up here. <laughs> it is a doozy. It's a good one. Let's see. He is 53%. He has an F Liberty wow. score. And when I first moved to Utah in 2015, 
is when uh, when he was running, and I tried to tell everybody, do not vote for this guy just because he is a Mormon and says that he's one of you. He's a liar. He's a snake. Let's see. Advanced gun control legislation. Closer to passage without reading the bill. Cause he uh, voted that one down. Wait, let's see here. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, so he voted for gun control legislation, voted to fund the war in Ukraine. This is our state rep, our state senator. Right. Spent three hundred billion on corporate welfare. He voted for that. Nice. Repeal the public transportation mask mandate. He voted against that. There you go. That's our guy right there. <laughs> Block funding for earmarks on one point five trillion dollar ominous ominous bill. Man. Okay, he did. He did. I vote to block that. Oh, well, that's good. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> Bailout post office. The guy, he's absolutely horrible. He's a disgrace and should be run out of the Republican Party altogether. Right. And if he runs again, I think for sure he's going to take an ass whooping. And if not, agree. if not, if he's if he's reelected, we just need to pack it up. It's, right. it's over. Well, then. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and I think that that point brings up an important part. Point two that I wanted to talk about with Mitt Romney is that <clears throat> people need to wake up and start realizing that it, we need to stop worrying about name recognition. It's not just about, oh, I know that guy or I've heard about that guy because we've been proven right with Mitt Romney that you shouldn't just go off of straight name recognition. Because he's been horrible. Yeah. He has just been... And these people all have a record. Right. They all have a record that you can look at. You're being lazy exactly. is what you're doing. You're being absolutely lazy. There's exactly. no reason if anybody would have looked at any sort of record that Mitt Romney had that he would have ever gotten any votes. Except when you're when you're the Democrats' favorite Republican, you're doing it wrong. Right. Ask John McCain <laughs> in the afterlife, wherever he is. <clears throat> Yes, that is a big one. That's something that we really need to to focus on here in Utah and make sure that it doesn't happen again. I mean, I've heard kind of, I've heard that he might not be running again in two years. I've heard that he might be running again, but either way, we just he needs out. Whether, yeah. Whether he chooses to to walk out or he gets out yeah. or we take him out, he needs out. Yep. And he says uh, he won't he won't back Mike Lee. And Mike Lee is the closest thing to a rock star right. that the Senate has seen in a generation, probably. He is he is perfect for the Senate. And everything he does goes through the filter of the Constitution, which sometimes doesn't go our way. But he won't endorse Mike Lee because he says that him and Evan McMullen are both his friends. Right. Well, Sean, you're my friend, okay? But... <laughs> If I'm in the Senate, and you're, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. I have another friend, Jeremiah. You've met him. Yeah. He's more left leaning. He was raised by a single mother. He grew up Democrat because the government was helping him out. Now I'm pulling him more and more to the right. Right. But the fact is, is that as of today, even though he's come way further in my direction, as of today, if he told me he's like, "Hey Ben, I'm running for uh, whatever seat this is," I'm like, "Sorry, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I can't get behind you. We don't share right. all of the same ideas. Right. So it doesn't matter if he, both of these guys are his friend. You have a job to do. Right. Exactly. Did you know the Utah legislature uh, voted to censure him? Really? Yeah. Which is basically a letter of reprimand. 
saying you don't represent our values. Now, I don't know if they actually went through with the censure, but they the vote went through and they said, yeah. To Mike Lee? No, not Mike Lee, to Mitt Romney. Oh, okay. To Mitt Romney. Yeah, they voted to <laughs> censure, censure Mitt Romney. I was like, you gotta be kidding no, me. No, not Mike Lee. No, no that's no, awesome that they, awesome. They did that uh, uh, during the last legislative session. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, it's definitely needed and that's something people should be paying attention to and unfortunately, I don't know that they are. And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this last stand. Because we, we need this information out there and we need people to start thinking about it and learning about it and making that difference. Making that stand so that we're not just caught with our pants down. Again when, and again right. and again. And we, one of the things we want to do that I feel pretty passionate about is like, like you were talking about, we need to quit going name recognition. Right. We've got to, we've got to build name recognition. I understand that. And it's, 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 uh, if you know the name, you know what you're looking for on the ballot. I get it. Who wants to run for office in the state of Utah? Who wants to make Utah better? Yeah. Uh, I was a County delegate during this, during this last, uh, uh, primary cycle. And I got to meet a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, candidates that were running for office. One of my favorite guys is Sheriff Arbon, And, I got to, I wouldn't say that I got to know him. I couldn't call him up and ask him to come over to my house. <laughs> I mean, unless I called 911. But, uh, but I had some pretty candid conversations with him, and he understands that, that, uh, that he's the last line of defense between the federal government and us. Right. He's an elected official, and right. he can kick anybody out of the county right. that he wants. And I really like him. And who can we find in Utah that we can build a name recognition, recognition for that we believe in that shares our ideas right. that isn't Evan McMullen <laughs> in order to actually stand for, for what it is that Utah stands for. Right. And wants to make Utah better. You know, I mean, I know that we're, I know Utah is awesome. I love it. I, I love the state. <laughs> you can do everything and anything you want to here. And we need to have people representing us doing the things that we want them to do, making them realize that they are our employee, yeah. not the other way around. Absolutely. And I feel, feel like Mitt Romney especially has been treating us no. like a bot, like he's the boss. Yeah, like, like we're his, his subjects. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not your subjects. That's, no. that's all there is to it. You work for us. but no, And we, we call them the elite, right? The, the elitists in this country. Who made them the elitists? Good we question. did. Yep. We made them the elitist. The reason they believe that they have that power is because we continue to bow down to them as a people. Right. Because they're a bunch of damn pansies. And we need to stop. You're like, no, you work for me, right? And you're out of here on the next election. And if shit really goes sideways, <laughs> we can make that happen sooner. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. So... Let's band together, Utah, and let's get rid of this Mitt Romney guy. Let's keep Mike Lee. Let's keep Mike Lee. If we lose Mike Lee, Utah's over. If right? we if we lose Mike Lee, <laughs> man, I think I think it's just time to pack it in. Right. <laughs> just straight up, because we're we are one of the reddest states in the union, if not the reddest. Uh, the only one I think that rivals us right now, and it's because of one man, is Florida. Right. Florida, and you you look at uh, you look at elections. You look at elections that have happened across the, across the country. Um, to use an example of, of uh, Pennsylvania, uh, 
Fetterman. Right. And Oz. Right. Okay, so Oz is what happens when you're voting against somebody. Right. Uh, DeSantis is what happens when you're voting for somebody. Correct. And and um, it, it, we need to start having people to vote for. Right. So stand up. Yep. Grab your grab, reach down and make sure that you still got a pair and go freaking take some arrows, man. I agree. I agree. I think that that's what it's going to take. You know, there's, I think that, and I think the hardest part about all of this too, that I don't like that I think should be, have some changes made is how difficult it is for anybody to even run for these offices. Right. Yes. Because I don't, you don't need a PhD. No. To be a senator. You don't, you don't need to be an need attorney. A bachelor. Right. You don't no, need we to need be more truck attorney. drivers. We need more farmers. <laughs> exactly. We need more school teachers. We, we need the people well, that are doing the real work. Because the unions are... have just ruined that industry. But <laughs> when we get real teachers back in, <laughs> right, it'll be okay. So your kids are older. I've got some young kids. Right. So, And I started late. Uh, my oldest was born when I was 34 years old. I'm now 47. <laughs> so all through elementary school, they had a half day on Wednesday. Right, they okay. get sent home with all this homework, and I'm like, why? Why does he have homework at all? Why don't right. you just stay in school on Wednesday and get it done then? Right, right. <laughs> I've got things to do, man. Yeah, and I cannot tell you. Um, after Common Core came in, I cannot tell you how many times I was helping my boys with their homework that there would just be a blatantly wrong answer or a let's say a, a word problem in math or something that was misspelled right just all, i was like and i would circle it in red pen like i'm the teacher and send it back i was like does anybody use spell check this is an incorrect <laughs> sentence and two plus two does not equal carrot like you have here so what is going on yeah sorry that's a little segue right there but yeah the the the, the school boards need to be taken care of too i mean the, the right. teachers unions need to be just completely wiped out Common Core, that that whole that whole thing right there blows my mind. And since I have young kids, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> my uh, my daughter, who is my second to youngest, is in kindergarten now, and she's got dude. You would not believe the amount of homework that this little girl has. Really? Right, that I that I work with her. I'm like, it's kindergarten, yes. right? We're fingerprinting, fingerprinting, and and learning the ABCs and learning to read and things like that. Right. So she's got. These things that I have to do, <laughs> which, which I do, right? I don't have a problem with because I want her. I want her to be smart and all this other stuff. But it's it's all it's a lot of it is computer learning and uh, and things like that. She does these little math problems. I'm just looking. I was like, man, this is just this is just drone training at its finest, dude. It's yeah. it it drives me crazy. And the 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 standards that come through there. I saw a meme one time that had a monkey, a fish, and a giraffe. Okay. And they're standing in front of a tree, and the teacher came out and said, okay, today we're going to learn how to climb a tree. How many of these students do you think are going to pass that? <laughs> Not the fish and the giraffe. Monkey's probably going to do fine. Yeah. Right? But if you do standardized testing based on that, you're setting everybody up for failure. Anyway. Right. But that's probably a different subject for a different time. I just have kids, so it right. weighs heavily on my no, mind. that I can't tell you how... Just hopefully not be too offensive by saying this, but I am really glad that my last kid is done, going to be done this year. For sure. I can't even imagine with all the stuff that we hear and things that are going on out there, even, you know, just 
all of it with all this trans stuff that's coming in. Oh, dude. You know, and it's like all these, all the pronouns and making sure that you do it correctly and all that. I mean, I just, I have my son, I mean, my son still deals with it, even at his age, you know, and being a senior. And he was telling us stories last year about kids that were getting in trouble because they called somebody a he Oh, because know. he was a he yeah. and oh, his know. friends are getting in trouble because they said he but they they wanted to be a they yeah. and and my thing was is okay well first of all did your friend even know that yeah did your friend even know what pronoun they, this kid yeah, wanted mean, to yeah. go by and he's like no and I was like, so how is he getting in trouble if he first of all doesn't even know? So That's, that should fall in the no harm, no foul right. category <laughs> at a minimum, right? Right. At a yeah. minimum. Right. But this kid got in trouble and got reprimanded for it and because it was like his first offense or something. And that's the stuff we're allowing in our schools. So right. my my oldest is in the eighth grade and his little brother's now in the seventh grade. And they come home telling me about the furries. Right? Oh. The furries. These are kids. These are kids that want to be treated like pets of some sort. That I don't. I don't know how far it goes in in, in my kids' school, but want to be treated like kids, and you're, and you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to mess with them. Okay. Right. Now, I've ruined my older boys and just in, in, uh, implementing my ideology on them, and my ideology that I stick to through and through is I believe in two things and two things alone, individual liberty, personal responsibility, anything that violates that I'm against anything. And it doesn't matter. And since that's my stand, I have never come into conflict with one of my own arguments ever. Not once individual Liberty. Cool, man. Um, you want to dress as a furry outside of school. That's awesome. That's your individual Liberty, right? If somebody comes over and pets you because you look like a cat, that's your personal responsibility, right? Right. You put you you make a spectacle of yourself, and people are going to stare. Right. That's 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 the end of it. And uh, um, we have a dress code in the schools, right? Right. Girls can't wear skirts above a certain right. length. Boys can't wear hats. Uh, right. They can't wear tank tops. Why? Because it's distracting. Right. Because it's distracting. Do you think a kid sitting up by the teacher's desk licking their paw thinking they're a cat is not distracting? It violates dress code. Go sit your ass down. Right? No, it's totally not distracting in any it, way. It's a, it's a bunch of crap. Now, you, have, you and I have had this conversation before. But nature hates a vacuum. If you take something out of nature, it's going to be replaced by the next most powerful thing. Okay? Right. And I am not advocating for bullying in any way, shape, or form. Right. But where did these people come from? We got rid of bullies. Well, yeah, right. We got rid of bullies. Right. Right? So back in the day when I was growing up, I'm a Gen X kid, you came to school wearing a dress or looking like a cat or whatever the hell you're doing, and the bully's going to slap you and say, we don't do that here. Right? <laughs> right? Well, so right. the kid's, the kid's going to be like, oh. And then he's going to go home crying to his dad. Now, right. this is the natural order of things. Right? This is, this is the generation I grew up in. I remember right. the first time I got beat up. I got jumped. I was in the sixth grade. In sixth grade fight or whatever that consists of. <laughs> and I go home crying. Right? So I had to deal with a couple of bullies. My dad, being a Vietnam vet, I'll never forget it. He's smoking a Marlboro Red way down the, the, <laughs> in, in the middle of his fingers reading guns and ammo or how to kill without being caught or whatever right. it was. And he says, what are you crying for? And I said, these guys beat me up. And he puts the footstool down on his uh, recliner and he says, come here, boy. 
And he pulls me real close with a smoking cigarette and he points his fingers in my face. And he says, do you know where these boys live? And I was like, yeah. He said, you get your ass back out that door and you don't come home until you won, from the, won the fight. And don't you ever come in this house crying again from a fight. Right? Now, I didn't realize at the time my dad was teaching me a lesson. Right? right. So the natural order of things is the bully slaps the kid that looks like a cat. The cat kid goes home and cries to his dad. If there's a dad in the home, which is part of the problem. Right. And the dad says, the only way you stop a bully is by punching him in the mouth. Right. you got to stand up for yourself. Right. Right? Yep. I'm not advocating for bullying. I'm just making an observation. Right. Here's no, the observation. Right. We got rid of bullies. Now people feel like they can do whatever they want. Whatever. And don't hurt my feelings because if you hurt my feelings, now you're the bully. And you don't <laughs> want to be a bully and a teacher at the same time, do you? Right. No. Yeah. I, it's just beyond ridiculous i don't understand any of it honestly and i'm glad that i don't even have to deal with it you know as far as being a kid yeah i can't even i don't even or having young ones right i can't even imagine what they even deal with you know how they're how are they how are these kids even dealing with it how are they managing coping with any of this? Yeah. right how are they coping with it That's especially story, if they've got right? soft panty waist Karen and beta male right. parents. parents yeah. how, how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. Right, because it's only going to get worse. What you do not punish, you're going to get more of. Right. And End of story. That's what's scary about it too, is that it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. It's yeah. only going to get worse unless we put an end to it somehow. And here in here in Utah, we need to make sure that that is that we let them know it's it's not okay. Right. I don't want to bring the bullies back. Right. right. I'm 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 cool with kids not. Not fighting. I'm cool with that. I, right. I was in plenty of them as a kid. <laughs> but what I would like to do is for some adults in the room to, in an adult fashion, say, yeah, you can't wear that, dude. Right. Sorry. It's distracting. Call your parents. Tell them to come pick you up. Right. And then when the parents come there and they have whatever care and ideology that they've got, that's when the principal needs to be able to stand up right. and have the cojones to say, yeah, we have a dress code. And they're violating the dress code. And it's distracting. And, I mean, if you insist on your kid coming to school with that, cool. We'll put them in in in-school suspension. They'll be in a room all by themselves for the rest of the day. (laughs) Exactly. And I'll bet you if you did that to a couple of kids, they'd probably get bored. Because I remember COVID with my kids. And they were out of school for the majority of the year. And they were begging to go back to school. They were bored out of their minds. So you put a kid in a room (laughs) with just one teacher. Oh, yeah. For a week. And they're like, you know what? You know, what I, mean? I mean, boot cut wranglers. I mean, what, what do you want me to wear? Yeah. <laughs> Overalls. I got you. I'll put on whatever it is you need me whatever to put on. Whatever you want. Yep. And there's I agree, no discipline. Yeah. There's no. There's no consequences <clears throat> for our actions anymore. Right. And that's. And I personally think that that's the biggest problem. You know. And I. And it. And it really ultimately comes down to not just the schools, but the parents. It really ultimately comes down to the parents. What are you as parents doing in your home to instill this into your kids so that they're not going to school dressed like a furry? Yeah. Like you were just saying, do it at home, whatever. Come home, go straight into your little outfit, do whatever you want at home. But why Why does this even need to make its way into a school? Yeah. There's no reason for it. For we, sure. We don't need it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, why it happens. The next person that I want to go after... Oh. I didn't mean for that to come on. That's a commercial. We're not talking about bladders right now. But uh, I don't remember what it was. So here we go. Hang on. Let's see if we can pick this up. I am Governor Spencer Cox, and I have the pleasure today of hosting the first One Utah Student Town Hall 
and uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's why, y'all. That's the reason that this stuff happens, is because our governor... Who looks like normal SpongeBob? If you ever saw, if you ever saw that episode, I, I encourage you to look it up and tell me that normal SpongeBob and Governor Cox aren't the same person. But he comes up and says, "My preferred pronouns are he, him, and his." It's like, dude, dude. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. That's the problem. You don't have preferred pronouns. You can prefer whatever the hell you want. I don't have to participate in it. Right. Right? I don't have to participate. I don't have to participate in your delusion. The, 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 whole, the, whole, the whole tranny movement is being uplifted by these people in power that do things like that. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mental illness. And <clears throat> I feel for these people. Did you know the suicide rate? <laughs> the suicide rate for transgender people post-transition goes up. By 20%. 20% it goes up. Do you know why the medical industry is allowing it to happen? Because they got paid. They don't right. care. They got money. They got paid. Yeah. They got that's paid for that surgery. They do that's not care. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. They don't yeah. care about a damn thing else. That is exactly all But Governor care. Cox coming out and saying his, his preferred pronouns is like, you know what, dude? That's enough. I wouldn't let you in the same house with my freaking kids. Right? Let alone freaking be in charge of anything <laughs> they freaking do. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe that. When he, that note, yeah. As a leader, that's the last thing he should have been doing. Do you remember when he did his State of the State address? No. I so don't you, I... and I, you and I actually talked about it at, at, uh, at work when, when I was at Parker. So he came out and he said, uh, we've got a lot of new residents coming into the state, basically talking about people from California. Oh, yes. Right? Now I remember. And he said, uh, he said, he said, more or less, he said, Please don't bring your California politics to Utah. Right. I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but that was that was the gist Basically. of it. Don't California my Utah, right? right. I was like, okay, that gained a couple points for me. Right. And then he goes and does my preferred pronouns are <laughs> he and him. That's that's California thing, man. Right. Are you, you're doing it. You're, you're doing it to us. Right. You're, you're the doing one it to doing us. It. We don't have to worry about the people moving from California. Right. They're probably more sane than you are. <laughs> right. You're the one saying you're Californiaing our Utah. You got to go, man. You've got to go. That's awesome. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh, what a joke. What a Mind mess. Blowing. Governor Cox and Mitt Romney. Man, what a pair. <clears throat> Let's get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. When is Cox up due? Uh, I think t- <clears throat> two more years, I think. Is it 24 as well? Yeah, I think it's 24 as well. Yeah, new governor and a new senator. I like it. Yeah. Who's going to run against him, though? I would love to run against him, but y'all got to know my name. It's Ben Moorhead. <laughs> Let's do it. I because like people it. move on. They move from they move from local politics into state politics, and then they move into government politics. They, they and then when they get to government politics, they're there for I don't know approximately seven hundred years before <laughs> they die or retire. And and we've got to keep these people out. We got to nip it in the bud and get it out when it starts. Right. For, for example, y'all elect me as governor, and then I move on, and I win the presidency. You know what my foreign policy will be? My foreign policy will be real easy. I want peace. I, I don't right. I don't want to mess with any of y'all. I really don't. But don't mess with me. Right. Because when my troops land on your ground, it will be to kick over rocks and debris and kill what didn't die in the air raid. Right. That's it. <laughs> That's the end. Don't try me. Right. You will regret it. They will tell stories of that 
for generations. And I am willing, I am willing to hang for crimes against humanity if it buys my country a few generations of peace. <laughs> I like it. And that's where, that's why we need to take care of our local politicians because they move on into national right. politics. And that affects us all in right. every state because none of us can wave the 10th Amendment at them right. and tell them to shove it. Right. No, I agree. Let's do it. Ben Moorhead, Governor 2024. There you go. Let's do it. This is my fundraising campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Let's do it. Seriously. All right, so let's talk about something else. Kind of, maybe kind of a hard segue, I guess. But I really wanted to bring up when I kind of go back a little bit, I guess, at the same time as into the energy, the whole energy thing, um, and how it completely blows my mind that we don't have more nuclear power plants. Correct. In this country, I don't care worldwide, whatever, but in this country specifically, because it is the cleanest. It Zero is the, emissions. It is the safest. Absolute safest. I don't care what people... I hate... The, one of the biggest things that drives me crazy about nuclear power is how everybody claims it's the the most harmful, the most dangerous power out there. And it's like, no. And everybody always... They bring up Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. They bring up Three Mile Island. And that, and that was the Chernobyl... That, that reactor was built in, what, the 20s? Right. Something like that? Right. I don't remember exactly, but it was either. it was early 1900s. So right. old technology. Old, old technology. And same with Three Mile Island. Mm -hmm. Old, old technology. And Three Mile Island didn't even actually go, quote, unquote, nuclear. Right. Like Chernobyl did. Right. But everybody freaked out. And now we can't have any. And we're not doing it. Yep. Well, it totally surprised me and blew my mind that I read an article... That in Kemmerer, Wyoming, they're actually opening one of the, they're actually building a new nu nuclear power plant. Like currently. Yeah. Really. Currently. Kemmerer. I actually in, go through there. Yeah. yeah right in Kemmerer. They they're supposed to be done with it in 2029, I guess. Okay. Or 2030, one of those two years, and it yeah totally blew my mind. And Rocky Mountain Power is involved, or Pacific Core, Corp, whatever you want to call them. Um, the only. Kind of questionable thing, though, is reading into it is that it's Bill Gates's Terraform company that is also helping fund it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, don't get me started on Bill Gates. <laughs> but anyway, I, <laughs> without going through that, getting into that rabbit hole, I just wanted to point out that it's, it, it's, they are building one yeah. in Wyoming and it's going to help. Feed Wyoming, parts of Utah, and everything. So. Why doesn't each state have its own power supply? I totally agree. Totally. Agree. Why? Why don't they? I mean, Texas I, has its own grid. I couldn't. Then you got all the east and all the west on another grid. And why? Why aren't we? So, I was just hearing about uh, a project going on in Idaho. It's called a mini nuke. Okay. Okay. Now I don't know that much about it. I heard to listen listening to another show and. This nuke is, don't quote me on this, but this is the way I remember it in passing. This nuke is about the size of a shoebox. Okay. And it has the ability to run an entire neighborhood. Like it? Yeah. So it's in, it's in testing phases and all these other things. It's, it runs, it doesn't run hot. It runs, it runs cold. Okay. And the chances of anything happening to it are ultimately zero. Right. Makes and sense. It, 
It's the, it's the size of a shoebox. You can crazy. set one of these up in every neighborhood. Right. Right? Why not? Why not? Heck yeah. And if you're paranoid about radiation, things like that. First of all, radiation comes from everything. Rocks, it's the sun. Radiation comes from everything. Okay, cool. You can take those precautions just to make people happy on, on that one. Right. Build a big concrete casing, casing, put it 40 feet below ground. Turn it on, right? And let's let's run this emissions-free, super abundant freaking nuclear power, right? Per neighborhood. Why why aren't Man, why aren't we doing this? I agree. Why aren't we doing that? Because the oil companies don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> because the energy companies don't like it. Well, That's we need to we need to change that too. Then we need, we need to like change that. that. That that needs to be done state by state because there's there is no reason that I know of with the Tenth Amendment. That every state can't look at the federal government and whatever regulations they have and say, go screw yourself. Right. We're not doing it your way. Your way doesn't work. Right. Well, Utah then. has, as far as I know, everything we need to sustain Utah. And I honestly think that if our country continues going down the road that is going down, that everybody's talking about national, national divorce, things right. like that. And... I, I believe 100% that we're in a cold civil war right now. Bullish just haven't started flying it. <clears throat> and I don't want to see that. I really don't. But I honestly think it's going to go down. It's going to become like like the old city-states, like Rome, uh, right. right? Things like that, right. where where it's it's just completely sectioned off. And I don't understand why we can't do that. And then let California do whatever it is they want to do. Right. That let, them, totally let them do whatever they want to do. They don't have their own power supply. They don't have any freaking water. They don't have anything because of their damn policies. Let them have that. Right. Right? We've got plenty. We've got plenty. Right. So why can't we grow our own food? I work in the oil industry right now. Right. Everything has been slow. I, I own my own business in a freaking oil company or in the oil field, and it is, it is dead. Right. It's dead right now, and there's no reason for it to be. So in, um, you know this from Parker. So Parker having a contract with Boeing. If Parker doesn't fulfill their contract. Boeing finds them. Right. Okay? Yep. Every oil company out there right now is paying fines to refineries because they're not fulfilling their... The, the oil was there three weeks ago. Right. Where did it go? Why is it not there anymore? Right? It's not a, it's not a finite supply. It right. continues to come out for decades. It slows down. Right. Right? But we've got more and more things being drilled. Right. The federal government has... <clears throat> not been allowing any permits for new exploration on federal lands and all these other things, right. which is one of the things back in uh, 2014 that made North Dakota explode because the federal government, again, Democrat policies, wasn't doing the permits. So the oil companies went to the farmers. Hey, right. mind if we drill on your land? You could make some pretty good money and we'll only use this much space. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, sign yeah. me up. So that's what they're doing. Right. And that's why, if you remember back in about... I think it was 2015 or so. Okay. Gas prices went from up in the four right, right. range, pretty close to where we are now, not quite so high. Yeah, that's when everything came back down. Yep. Down to two bucks. Right. Right. And that's because of the what the private industries are doing. Well, now they all signed on to the ESG thing with BlackRock, and they put these freaking environmentalists in there. And BlackRock has the majority of the votes. Do right. you think the oil companies don't want to drill? That's what they do. Right. That's, that's literally, literally what they do. That's like telling Philip Morris not to harvest tobacco. Right. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Philip Morris, yeah. my job is to give you cancer through an addictive product. Right. And that's what we do. So let's put 
I don't know, the Surgeon General on the board of freaking directors, an anti-smoker of some sort, and say, yeah, I don't think we should be doing that. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. We should be doing that. No, it's freaking stupid. It's it's stupid. That is. Philip stupid. Morris gives cancer. Chevron drills for oil. That's what right. they do. That's what they do. I agree, and that's something that they definitely need to keep doing. And that, uh, man, I don't. Yeah, maybe I tried to open up a can of worms again. <laughs> I just, it just literally blows my mind. Okay, without going too more, too much into detail and discussing Biden too much, just irritates the crap out of me that he's over there saying how he's doing everything he can. To get us the energy we need. What are you doing? Yeah. You literally shut down pipelines. Yeah. And then you go begging over to Saudi Arabia, asking for oil when we have it right here. Right here. In our own backyard. In our own state. Right. In our own state. Why is is Utah the third highest in the nation for gas prices? Right. Why? I know. That's a good question. I literally go and get... (laughs) Oil from oil wells in Utah, and I take them to oil refineries in Utah. Why are we the third highest in the nation? All right. That makes absolutely no sense. That is a very good question. It freaking drives me crazy. I don't know it. I I need to do some investigation into it. That doesn't make any sense to me. We should be paying Venezuela gas prices. Right. Right? Because Venezuela is sitting on a giant oil reserve, and they pay like nine cents a gallon. Right. Making that up, but they pay... No, it's down there. It's like 21, I think, the last time I looked. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's ridiculous. (laughs) You know why? Because they're drilling, refining, (laughs) and selling their Their own own oil. oil. Why are we doing that here in Utah? Why can't Utah say, listen, Chevron, Shell, XTO, Exxon, all, all, all you guys... Here's what I need you to do. I need you to drill oil. And I need you to distribute to these people. Make a nice profit, right? right. I'm, I'm not asking you to I'm not asking you to cut your prices. Right. But I'm gonna get rid of all these regulations, all these things that you abide by for the federal for the federal government. As long as you and I, I think the little bit I know about it, I could be talking about the side of my neck here. <laughs> but the little bit I know about it, if it is manufactured and distributed inside of one state, then the federal government has no authority over it okay i mean i'll have to look more into that uh, i think i think uh remington is a gun manufacturer that did something like that right uh, anyway I, I could be wrong on this. don't quote me on it i'll have to look more into it but if you've got that kind of power be like listen open up a new entity of your company a new, right. a new a new arm of it right and all you do is drill refine and sell here here right right none of it leaves the borders it's all it's all done here right right and make a good make a handsome profit profit off it handsome profit and don't send any of it out of the state right no i totally agree with that i've i've kind of wondered that my own wondered that on my own is why like you were kind of alluding to is why doesn't each state why like literally why aren't we our own state Right. Why aren't we producing our own electricity? Why aren't we producing our own oil? Agriculture. Our own agriculture. Any farms in the state. Right. Why aren't we doing that? So that we can supply for our own, our own state. Yeah. And then, yeah, unfortunately, there probably is going to be a state that can't produce everything they need. Right. So then that's when we export into another state we and we make some state. money. Right. And, and then, and if that state wants to stick to their retarded ass policies 
then that state can suffer the consequences of those policies. Right. Like, well, in order for you to bring oil into California from Utah, it's got to be this, that, this, that, this, and that, right? And then the politicians in Utah say, well, charge them whatever it costs you. Right. Exactly. Or don't send it, right? <clears throat> right. If you don't think that the profit margin is worth the work, don't send it. They're going to have to get it somewhere else. Right. And they're either they're going to do one or two things. The people of that state are going to happily pay the price because that's the policies they want. Right. Or they're going to boot these fools out because they're like, you know what? I don't exactly. like paying $110 to fill up a freaking Audi. Right. Right? This is stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Well, and I... And that just fall. You know, everything... We can bring everything back to California. Like, why is California regulating all of the pig product, like pork meat production? All of everything. All of everything, literally. Why did you is hear, California? Did you, hear, did you hear that there are 17 states that signed in, into oh their state legislation? Oh, yes. Why? That they just automatically do what California does? Why would you do that? So, <laughs> 17 states are beholden to Gavin Newsom. Right. Whatever he says, everybody you know what? else. Wow. That, that, that's, why we, that's why we need to break off into city-states, right? Or yep. whatever you call it. It's, it's, not, it's not Rome, but the state of Utah needs to be its own thing. The state of right. Texas needs to be its, be own, its thing. own thing. Because yeah. when these 17 states all understand that Gavin Newsom has them by the balls, <laughs> they can say, uh, I, don't, I don't really like this. Right. Well, and how difficult is it going to be for them to get out of that? And that it literally means their elections do not matter. Right. They don't matter. Don't go vote. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you vote for. At it does all. not matter because as soon as Gavin Newsom says we got to put the mask back on, guess what? Guess what you're doing? You're putting the mask back on. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know how that even happened. How that even happens? People not paying attention. Really. It's how that all happens. It's complacency. Yeah. It's it's the it's the uh, the adage that everybody's heard. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Right. That's literally what it comes down to. So, I, I'm Gen X. You're Gen X. We 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 grew up in really good times. Yeah. Really, really good times. Really good times. Right. <laughs> because our parents were tough. Oh yeah, they were. Our parents were tough, right? But I mean, this all falls back. This all falls back to a starting point. It's all a domino somewhere down the line. So we grew up in good times. But we also grew up in the uh, the forgotten generation, right? So we had to be tough as well, right? So so we were we were the tough men that created good times, right? And then the millennials came along, and they were unfortunately the weak the weak men, right? And now they're creating hard times. Hard times, I would agree. My dad told me when I in my my whole life growing up, he's like, I feel bad for this generate or this country when your generation's in charge. <laughs> Like, Dad, my generation is still not in charge. Right. I didn't go to school with Joe Biden. Right. Right? Nope. You know who you know who's younger than me? Ron DeSantis. Right. That dude's four years younger than I am. Right. That's Gen X. That's 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 the that's the tough men. Right. Right. And and ah, millennials screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> but well, who's I... who's responsible for the millennials? Gen X. Right. Totally. Gen X raised these kids. Yeah, they did. We want better for our kids, and I think I think we I think we overreach. We hand them too much. I know, I take no responsibility for the millennials because my oldest is thirteen, but my kids are effing spoiled. I right. mean, they are spoiled, dude. They are spoiled, 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 spoiled. Right. 
Yeah, it, it's it's bad. It's my fault. It's, it's my fault. I understand it 100. But I'm also raising them to be tough. Right. I've also raised them that there's only two genders, and I don't give a shit what anybody tells you. Right. There are two genders. Two yeah. genders alone. And if somebody says they prefer to be called something else, be like, well, I prefer you just to not talk to me because I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm sure we have autistic kids that that uh, that their preferred pronouns are uh, I'm an FBI agent. We don't give them a gun and a badge until right. they go fight crime. Okay, it, it's a mental disorder. It's, it's I'm not I don't hate you for it, but it, yeah. you need help. You need other it. than removing your penis, and, right. and our kids need to know that they've got to stand up. I'll I'll, seg- I'll segue into this. I I feel like I'm talking too damn much, but I'll segue into this. So my 12 year old is taking a class called CCAs. CCAs is, I don't know what the hell it is. It's, it's all on the computer. It's, it's computer programming and some other stuff. Okay. <laughs> so he is a carbon copy of me personality-wise, right? Okay. Very jump in, jump in feet first. Don't figure it out if we get there. So CCAs, his teacher doesn't actually do a whole lot of instruction. She, the way he describes it, is he puts 20 pages of instructions up there and we got to read through all of them and then figure out how to do this on the computer. Okay. So he's, he's doing poorly in the class. And I said, have you gone to her and said, I'm having trouble? He's like, no, because every time you talk to her, she's condescending. Now I'm paraphrasing. She's condescending. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, here's, here's what you got to do. So you have to go and say, I want to do well in your class. I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm not, I'm not getting the instructions. Right. I'll come in here. They have something called uh, Knights of the Round. It's a, it's a study hall. And you can okay. go to any class that you want and, and catch up. And I told him, I said, there's always after school. I don't, I don't care how much they change school. There's always after school where you can right. go in and talk to a teacher. I said, you have to do all these things. So you're the sniper in this one. you got to send all of your accurate shots at your teacher that you can in order to get the help that you want. Right. And if she denies you, that's when you call in the artillery, which is me and your mother. Right. Right. That's when we go in and blow shit up. Right. But you have to do all of these things before you can call in the heavy artillery. There's, there's, there's right. no way. If you don't do it, if you don't do that, you're not doing your job as a student. Right. And it means that since you're not doing it, you actually really don't care. Right. Right? <laughs> you really don't care. So I know my kids are spoiled, but I'm also yeah. trying to put that into them that you have to take care of this. You have to take care of this. I will help you out, but only after you have exhausted absolutely everything at your disposal. Yes. Everything. You're like, Dad, I got nothing left. I got nothing left. I can show you the emails that I've sent her, and she just freaking sent one back with a middle finger. Right. Right? Like, cool. <laughs> that's that's when you call me, man. But not yeah. until then. Not right. not until then. Yeah. If you've got one trick left in your bag, that's on you. Yeah. So, yes, they're spoiled, but I'm doing my best to be like, this one's on you, homie. Right. You got to take care of this yourself. Yeah. Because that's how I grew up. And that's how, that's exactly how we've been treating our kids as well. Because that... That's the only way they're going to survive. I mean, I don't care what goes on in schools, you know, in in K through 12. The real world is not anything like that. No. So if they want to be a furry all day long in high school, they're going to get to the real world. And guess what? Their boss is not going to let them be a furry sitting at his foot, licking their hand, pretending they're a cat. It's not going to the happen. word popular kid will never be spoken again after you graduate high school right <laughs> right and so i yeah so yeah we've done everything you know we tell our kids all the time we're like hey we are more than happy to help you when you've proven you've done everything you can to help yourself right once you do that come to us 
and we will help you with whatever, whatever. you need. Whatever. And because they've got to be able to figure this shit out on their own. For sure. Or else they'll never get there. They'll sure. never make it. Let me tell you a story about my wife. Right. So my wife and her grandfather on her dad's side. Very close. Very okay. close. And I love this man. I, 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 he, he let me and my wife and uh, our two oldest boys, who didn't have the babies at the time, uh, move in with him for a short amount of time when we were having trouble. Now, before I met her and for a short time after I met her, she'd go through financial hard times. Right. And be like, Papa, I need... Or let's 800 bucks, whatever, right? He's like, okay, let me think about it. And I'll get back to you. And he did this every time. This is the MO, right? And I loved it. I loved it. And my wife, looking back on it now, loves it too. Right. He's like, I give 400 bucks. Right? He like, negotiate. Okay. I'll give you 400 bucks. Like she it. thought that he's just being cheap. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Papa. He's a cheap <laughs> mofo, right? But he's like, I'll give you 400 bucks. Okay. But what he was doing is he was teaching her a lesson. He's like, I'll help you halfway. Right. Can, do you have it in you to go right. to, to go, go scrounge up the right. other part of it? Right. right. And that's what, that's what he did. Every I time. Like that it. was his MO. It didn't matter. He would come up with a fraction that is awesome. of whatever it was like that it. she was asking for. That's right? awesome. And she always paid him back and all, all these other things. And they, they, they have a fantastic relationship. And, and yeah, looking back on it, when she tells me about it now, she's like, I'm so glad that he did that. Right. Because it, it forced me to not just come rely on him when I was having a hard time. Right. Right. He, he didn't say, I'm not going to help you. Right. But the help he was offering wasn't helpful. Right. <laughs> it wasn't helpful. So, nice. so you gotta, you gotta pull, you gotta pull your pants up right. and figure it out. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to help you. Right. I'm not going to help you that much. Right. I like that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that a great, good. that's a, that's a, that is a great plan. I give 400 bucks. I can't do anything with 400 bucks. Well, then what are you going to do? I don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That is great. Oh, man. All right. So let's take it somewhere else again. I read this the other day, and I have got... <laughs> this is another one that just makes me laugh. So it's about the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is it? I don't even know... I don't even know how reliable this source is, but I pulled it up and I had to read it and then I laughed about it and I saved it specifically the, for this. What's the source? Cleantechnica.com. All right, let's we'll no go with idea. that. All right, so the article is titled The Inflation Reduction Act Has Some Great Provisions oh. for Homeowners That Aren't Getting Much Attention. So what are these? Without reading the entire article... <laughs> It literally is go turn everything in your house to electric. Everything. Everything. They want you to get rid of your gas power, your gas water heater, and go electric. They want you, they, I literally, you read the article, but they give you money to do it. Like oh, this, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the Anti-Inflation Act or whatever, what did it call it? The Inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act. Reduction Act gives you money for doing all of this so you actually get money back i don't know if it pays for everything well no because your electric reading. bill is going to be 1200 a month <laughs> right so that was my first thought i'm reading through this and i'm like okay so we're turning our our hvac into electric we're getting our water heater electric so basically what you're telling me is my electric bill is going to be 600 bucks a month right 
Well, and I mean, then, that's, that's before you buy the Tesla. Right. That's right. before you buy the Tesla. And then what we're going to do is, so let's say that every house in my neighborhood goes all electric. Where's all this electricity coming from? A coal-fired power plant. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. And not only that, but this coal-fired power plant is not big enough to handle the amount of power that hey, that much electric. Dude, you just need more coal. <laughs> you just need more right. coal. You need more heavy equipment. I thought mining we were, coal I out thought of the we earth. We're done mining coal. Though. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, no. Need, you need more of those. You need more of those big ass D nine dozers and cat dump trucks that you could lose a real dump truck underneath. But firing wait, up their diesel engines where, and going to dig into the earth. But where where's the energy coming to supply those dump trucks and all this heavy equipment? Oh, that's from the oil that I'm not hauling. Wait, I thought we were trying to get away from yeah, oil yeah, see, and you, coal. You don't, you don't you don't get rid of emissions. You just <laughs> export them to somewhere else. Oh, right, that's, right, that's right. what you do. That's what you do. So if you look at it, I was telling my boys because, like I said, I've ruined them and I enjoy it. Like, so everything we live on a we live on a ball. Right. Inside of a balloon. No, no. I think you're. I can't listen to this. And every single thing that you see that is man-made came from the ball inside of the balloon. You didn't go down to the Tesla forest and pluck a Tesla off a Tesla tree. What? I'm breaking news. I mean, I just found this on, I don't know, what was the site you just said? Clean Technica? Yeah, they, Clean Technica just said that. So you, there's no Tesla forest and no Tesla trees. You have to dig into the earth to create that tesla no you're talking nonsense no. yeah well you know i i don't I've, believe I've, it. I've been called crazy before my tesla that i'm gonna buy just appears out of nowhere does it yeah Man. i'm telling you that's 3d where printing it comes that's from. It, right? oh there you go but where did the it material is. come from depends you can actually the material some of them actually come from corn honestly and the so, other ones come from plastic which right from oil <laughs> Oh. Mm. Speaking anyway. of that, those big giant windmills, oh, I love them so much. They're so pretty. <laughs> I mean, think of all the eagles we can kill with those big windmills. Just spinning around. Now, <laughs> the windmills, when it's windy, right, it are spinning. It has to be windy. Now, the windmill blades are made out of carbon fiber. Right. Carbon fiber is a wonderful material. It's twice as strong as steel and half the weight. Right. Inside carbon fiber is this magical material that comes from crude oil. <laughs> crude oil. You can't have wind power without crude oil. Well, and aren't those, aren't, I thought I read too that those aren't even recyclable. No. So if they from break. From what I understand, yeah, they're, they're not recyclable. So they just go Same with the solar panels. The, I have to look more into that. I don't know the details about well, it. Yeah, and, you're right. And the batteries that go into your Tesla. Oh, you can't put those in the earth. Those are also Ooh. not recyclable. That's going to mess up your water supply. So. And on top of there, they're like, what, $20,000 to replace? Right. Yeah, so where. Do you know how many cars I've owned that didn't cost $20,000? A lot. 
a lot. I haven't. Like I would say the majority no, of the cars that I've yeah, owned have not I can't cost say I've never much. owned one more than that, but I did. That was a mistake. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have some expensive cars now, but that's a new thing. <laughs> that's, that's a new thing. I also have a 1996 Ford F-350 sitting nice. in my driveway that I spent $600 on. Right on. That's right now it's just kind of the... Uh, it's the dumpster. <laughs> I just fill it up when it's full. I take it to the dump. But yeah, that's a... Yeah, yeah. turn everything electric. Turn everything electric. Right. It's, it's, that's, it's good. That's the way we it's need cool. to go. We'll just go electric. So and we... if we have any listeners right now, I would like you to look up some mining equipment. Look up the dump trucks that, uh, All right, let's that are used. Up. Yeah, let's, let's see this thing. These things are massive. I've seen pictures of these things running over pickup trucks and not right. knowing it. And they have no Literally idea. Literally had no idea. <clears throat> no idea. Oh, what are these things called? I'm going to say mining dump truck. There you go. That's a good way to start it. Mining. Oh, look at that. I don't even have to. Google already knows it's there. Mining dump truck size. Dang, look at that. Yeah, that's a. Holy. Big sucker. That thing is huge. So the one I'm looking at has a S10 Blazer sitting next to it. Right. And it's just a blip. Now, so take a look at that tire. The tire is, I'd say, double the size of the S10 Blazer. Very much so. As, as, far, as far as height goes. Now, here's a fun little fact for you. For anybody that lives in Utah and cares about Utah and understands that we make a lot of money off of oil, because that's what I'm in. A semi-truck tire, semi-truck tire, which is, it ain't that big. <laughs> Not as big as the tire I'm looking at on that Cat uh, 797 is what it's called. Look up a Cat 797. So a semi-truck tire takes 22 gallons of crude oil to make a tire. Right. To make a tire. To make a tire. So where are y'all putting this? Where are y'all putting all this energy? You're you're not. You're just moving it somewhere else. You cannot go without crude oil. Literally, you can't. We'll go back to making fire by rubbing sticks together and living outside. Right. And personally, I don't like mosquitoes. So let's think about this. We're talking about our clean energy. There's the there's one answer. There's one answer, and none of you want to get on with it. It is nuclear. Right. That's the only answer. The only I'm down answer. with clean energy. I'm cool with it. Just make it make yes. sense, right. right? Let's look at. Let's. I, I got. I got one for you. So the death diesel exhaust fluid. Okay. Right. Uh, it makes the black smoke out of diesels go away, right? It doesn't go away. You just can't see it anymore. Okay. It's it's urea. Now, first of all, where does it come from? It comes from freaking Russia, for the most part, and Ukraine. So these are the areas that this comes from. So we're about to have a shortage in that. Flying J, the CEO of Flying J, already had a meeting about this. It's like we're the biggest distributor of death on the planet or in the country, and that stuff comes from Russia and Ukraine. Wow. So we're having trouble getting it, and we're gonna have a problem. Okay. okay now let's say that. Let's. I, I, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, environmentalist. Let's say that death is the bee's knees as far as getting rid of. The particulates that come from a diesel engine. <laughs> Go the next time. I, I know that I know the people that own diesel trucks know this, but if you don't own a diesel truck, next time you're in a gas station, they sell diesel exhaust fluid in these between two and five gallon jugs yeah. that are usually in a cardboard box. 
Somebody had to make the cardboard box. Yeah. You had to make the plastic chuck. Yep. You had to import the def right. on ships. Right. Once it got here, we had to have a fleet of tankers that were filling up with def and taking them to the manufacturers. Now, that's, ju that's just the def. Let's right. look at the diesel particulate filter on pickup trucks and semi-trucks. Let's look at the metal that it takes in order to put it in there. Let's look at all of the manufacturing that goes just to keep the smoke from being black. I don't even know that it actually goes away. It, to me, it's like whiteout. Right. <laughs> the, the writing is still there, right? It's still there. You just can't see you it just anymore. Don't see it. Yeah. You, I'm not sure what you wrote down. I just see that it's not, <laughs> that it's you, not there anymore. You, you did write it, something. You covered it up. Yeah. Right. So let's say that, that's, that it actually works. You are spending so much money. I heard somebody say it best. You're spending dollars to save dimes. Right. Well, Utah, let's stop doing that. Well, isn't is it Colorado? I'm looking it up right now to make sure I get this right. Isn't it Colorado that decided to solve this problem? Mm, 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 mm. They just came Sorry, out. And, they just came out and said, "So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna ban all diesel trucks." Oh yeah, California. Was it California? It might have been Colorado too, but I, I heard Col uh, California. Was it, it was was 2025 one. or 2035? But they're they're ultimately. It came down to they were going to ban all diesel trucks. Oh, you don't know. It was, it was more recently than that. It was, like, it was like 2025. I thought. So if you yeah, want a diesel, man. Utah, if you want a good diesel pickup truck for a cheap <laughs> price, 2025, man. California's going to be right, exporting California. those things out of here for pennies on the dollar. It might have been California. I just know that. I know that. Uh, yeah, California. Okay. I just know Colorado has been fighting diesel trucks forever. They've put all sorts of bans on you know muffler deletes and yeah. chip additions and all sorts of stuff colorado's been fighting it forever right because one in a thousand truck owners and not just truck owners a that one in a thousand diesel owners actually chips their trucks and right. makes them do all this you know right. and so colorado was all upset about it, it makes them get better fuel mileage which right. <laughs> diesel exhaust fluid makes you get worse fuel mileage. right so now again again Let's say that the diesel exhaust fluid is doing these magical, wonderful things. <laughs> now you have to buy more diesel because you're getting worse mileage, which means we have to drill more oil. Quit talking sense. <laughs> if everything made more sense. Oh, man. I hate running this country. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so those are, does everybody understand where we're coming from, why we wanted to do this? We're just two normal dudes going out on a break, wondering what the hell's going on in this country, talking about it and thought, you know what, maybe everybody else would want to listen to it. Right. So here we are. But not just that, we also want to make that difference. Like you heard Ben say, he wants to run for governor. Right. We're going to be there. Who wants to run for school board? Who wants to run for city attorney? Who wants to run for freaking local dog catcher? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> who has who has two brain cells to rub together and more than 15 cents worth of common sense? Right. We, we, we want to know who you are. We want to get your name out there. We want you to step into the void of insanity 
and take the arrows? Who who's gonna step up and be the Jesus Christ, the Ron DeSantis, the 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 the? I mean, I've I've got my issues with Trump, man, but he freaking <laughs> he took arrows all day long. Right? right now, his problem is he's addicted to fame, and that's a different subject. I like the people that just don't care. Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Right. This dude has, he's built himself a reputation. He's the only one freaking taking on COVID still. And we need people like that in the state of Utah. Because once you get elected here in Utah, your aspirations or your your uh, ability to move forward and make bigger changes for the rest of the country become better. So. Right. We need, we need you people to step into the void, to fill in the gap of insanity and just bring some, some sense. Right. I, I can't say common sense. Co- common sense is equated to common knowledge. So Sean and I both worked at Parker for the, the aerospace industry. So when he and I talk about the aerospace industry and common sense, it's because we have a common knowledge. Right? I, I can't I can't look at somebody that's never been in the aerospace industry before and say, oh, it's just common sense. Well, you'd you'd, you'd have to you'd have to have the common knowledge in order for it to be common sense. Right. Uh, you and I have both driven trucks, then that would be a common sense common thing. Sense. I just need sane people. Right. Sane people to actually look objectively to come down with with their ideology that can never be crossed once again mine is individual liberty and personal responsibility anything that violates that i'm against it i don't care where it's written down if it's written in the constitution and it violates those two things i'm against it right that's it do what you want to do suffer the consequences because of it yep (laughs) i think a lot of a lot of good would happen if everybody thought that exact same way so just to let everybody know, um, I think we might be wrapping up here, but just to let everybody know, we are currently working on a website. Hopefully by the time this podcast drops, we'll have it live and out there and ready to go. What we'll also do on this website is we're going to set up some email addresses so that everybody can go and email us with any questions, comments. If you want to yell at us, if you want to tell us please yell at me, that we're wrong. We would love to hear from it. So hopefully, but you better come with facts, right? You better come with hard numbers. <laughs> so we'll get that all out there. So the website will be thelaststand.com. Our email addresses will be just simply Ben at thelaststand.com and Sean at thelaststand.com. Hopefully, when this drops, like I say, that'll all be working. If it's not, we'll try to let you know in some show notes or something and uh, give that a go. As you can tell, we're just kind of starting out here. We're kind of getting our feet wet, getting going, running. Absolutely. As quick as we can. We're going to stumble. We're going to trip. We're going to fall, but we're going to get right back up, and we're just going to keep on going. And when we make mistakes, we'll lead with them when we find out. Yep. So I'd, I'd like to say uh, one last thing, and then I'll, I'll let you close everything out. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's, there are the facts of life. Individual liberty, personal responsibility, things like that. So y'all have to be prepared. Everyone needs to be prepared. I, I, I tell my kids, rule number one is be aware of your surroundings. Being aware of your surroundings will keep you out of 90% of the trouble you can get into. Okay. Rule number two is 
believe nothing you hear and half of what you see. And the more the computer technology takes over that, yes. I don't think it's half anymore. I think it's, I think it's less. I, th I think it's less. Right. The third one that I have uh, is from the Marine Corps when, when I was in there. Be nice, be polite, be kind, and be prepared to kill every motherfucker in the room. <laughs> now, I say that because I, I want you guys to understand this. Be prepared. Right. Have some things stashed away. And you need to understand, as much as, as much as this is not fun to say, there is somebody somewhere in the world that is training to kill you right now. If you're unhealthy, you need to change that. You, 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 need, you need to work on your physical abilities. You need to work on things that will keep you and your family alive. My fa I'm, I have a family of six, and I'm pushing 50. I, I have to be prepared. We do not live in good times right now. And I just want y'all to understand, if you take nothing else away, if you disagree with every single thing that I'm saying, somebody out there wants you dead, be able to defend yourself. Please. Be able to take care of your family. And if you build it up enough, be able to take care of your neighbors. And I'll give the rest to you, Sean. All right. No, I love that. I totally agree. You gotta, you know, it's... I. I've always struggled with that, you know, with the whole, what is it? God first, country second, family third. You know, what is what is the correct order in that? But it's really all about, um, personally, for me, it is definitely family. You've got to be able to take care of your own family. And with that comes God. With that comes country. You need all those things to be able to take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. Hopefully everybody can get out there and take care of those things, become stronger, get the things you need, put your life in order so you can take care of your family. And I agree with that as well as far as taking care of neighbors. If you have the ability to have the resources to do that, it's going to take everybody to take care of people. There's going to be people out there that don't have what they need, and we shouldn't just stand by and, and let them all fall and fail. You know, we... but. With that said, take care of you and yours first. Absolutely. Don't just go running out and saving neighbors without taking care of your own. Um, hopefully you guys feel the passion, feel the burn, feel the need to continue to keep listening. We are here. We're going to keep putting these out um, at least once a week as we get going, maybe more. We are, just to let, again, to let everybody know, www.thelaststand.com is where you can find the website. It is rudimentary. We are doing it on our own. We're not experts in the field. But I, I think, you know, keep it simple. That's really what it comes down to. We had something to say. Right. That's it. Exactly. And we're going to say it. And we and, think you do too. And we're going we're gonna to get it out there and we're going to make a difference. Thank you for listening. This is it, the last stand. Not deep enough, we up bleed bread, man. You never know when it's time to go. Heaven's open when the bars are closed, so seize the moment. Don't leave it hoping you'll breed tomorrow. You could be a ghost. I'm living my life. The finish line is right in front of me. Made a fishing wire, so I'll never see it till it's too late. When God shakes my hand, please celebrate. Please celebrate. Please celebrate.